Well, it is so exciting that you are joining us online today. Wherever you are, maybe you're in Canberra, maybe you're on holiday interstate or overseas. Welcome from wherever you are. And can you believe that it is officially 2022? It is a brand new year and we are just so excited for all that God's going to do in this year ahead. And I personally am so excited for what God's going to do in your life. And this past month in December, Pastor Sean shared an incredible series on the promise of Christmas, focusing on the person of Christ. And then Pastor Linda shared a beautiful Christmas day message with us. But today I want to focus on what happens after the Christmas story. What happens only a few sentences later after Jesus came into the world? Because I believe the answer to this is just what we need to hear as we enter into a new year. If you have your Bibles with you or it will come up on the screen, why don't you come with me to Matthew chapter 2. Birth of Jesus has just taken place. He is born in Judea, Bethlehem, and a group of Magi are on a mission to find this King of the Jews, the promised Messiah. The Magi were astrologers from the East. They were most likely from Persia or Babylon, and they were inquisitive, adventurous, and obedient to their calling and sought no honour for themselves. Although they may have believed that human destiny was written in the stars, one thing that they did believe, which we believe today, is that human events were influenced by a power beyond this world. So they follow this particular star that leads them straight to Jesus. They offer sacrificial gifts of value and then they bow down and worship this king. But it is what is happen- it, it is what happens at the end of this story that is what is most significant for us today. So Matthew chapter 22, starting at verse 11 says this, After they, they being the Magi, went into the house and saw the child with his mother Mary, they fell down and worshipped him. They opened their treasure sacks and offered him gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh, having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod. Now, this is what I want you to hear today. They left for their own country by a different road. Other translations say another road. After meeting with Jesus, the Magi didn't go back down the same road they had been. They took a new road. And today the title of my message is a new road for a new year. Something is that has been stirring in my spirit as we enter this new year is that God has new roads for us. He has a new path. He has new adventures for us to experience. If you think about it, the very definition of a new year symbolizes new beginnings. The previous year, along with all of its glory and all of its difficulties, is now behind us and we have a clean slate that lies ahead. A new year is a reminder that life keeps going and only a few steps ahead is a new road with new opportunities and new adventures for us to experience. I'm not sure what this past year has looked like for you. Maybe it was a really long year and you're feeling exhausted. Maybe you changed jobs or you finished up with study. Maybe you went through a really hard season or life picked up its pace and you were go, go, go. Maybe you found yourself going around in circles or waiting on that answer that you've been praying for. 
Whatever your experience or wherever you find yourself today, I want to declare Isaiah 43, 19 over your life. God says, behold, I am doing a new thing. Whatever has been is not what will be. I believe we are entering a new season as a church. God is wanting to birth new dreams into our spirit. He's wanting us to encounter His presence in a fresh way. He's wanting to open new doors and opportunities. Even Jesus says in John 10, 10, I came to give you life and life abundantly. I believe with all my heart that God is wanting us to experience the abundance that God has for us, the the more that He has for us. He wants us living lives of vision and adventure. But in order for that to happen, we cannot keep walking down the same road that we've always walked down and the same paths that we have been before. We cannot keep operating out of the same mindsets or even the same routines. In order for God to do the new, we need to let go of the old. And something that I personally found is that the old isn't necessarily bad, but it just might not be what God's doing in the present, might not be what He's doing in the future. In Matthew 9 verse 16, Jesus says, No one sews a patch of unshrunk cloth on an old garment, for the patch will pull away from the garment, making the tear worse. Neither do people pour new wine into old wineskins. If they do, the skins will burst, the wine will run out and the wineskins will be ruined. No, they pour new wine into new wineskins and both are preserved. If we're not careful, we can miss what Jesus is saying in this passage because some of us are unfamiliar with ancient practices. But in Jesus' day, people used animal skins, so like goat skin, to store liquids. Now, fermented drinks like wine would expand. So when it was put into old wine skins, the wine would start to expand and the old wine skins would start to tear. And so they had to put the new wine into new wine skins so it could accommodate. Jesus was making the point that he had come to this earth to do something new. And if anyone tried to make sense of this through an old lens, they would miss what was happening. Jesus was illustrating that the wine of the new covenant could not be contained in the rigid forms of Judaism, but it had to be in forms that were flexible so that the spirit could expand and move. Old wineskins could not hold the new wine of the gospel. Jesus had, Jesus had come to do a new thing. And today I want to ask you, what are some of the old wineskins in your life? What are some of the things that you need to let go of that maybe the Holy Spirit is saying to you, you, I don't want you carrying this over into the new year. What are some of the methodologies and patterns? What are some of the habits and old ways of thinking? Or what are some of the unhealthy relationships or um, personal ties that can't come with you into the new year? Isaiah 43 says, forget the former things, do not dwell on the past. You see, not letting go of the past and trying to hold on to the way things have been or going back down the same roads can actually be dangerous. When it came to the Magi, they knew that they would be in danger if they went back down the same old road because King Herod was a very jealous king. And when he found out that Jesus, the prophesied king of the Jews, was born, he wanted the Magi to come straight back to him, tell him exactly where Jesus was so he could kill the little baby. Now, the Magi knew that this was dangerous for them because if they came back, they could potentially be killed themselves. Now for us today, going back down the same old road might not look like potential death, but it could look like falling back into old habits or finding yourself in the same old rut you've always been or a lull in your spiritual life where there's no growth or transformation taking place. 
The same old road may be comfortable and familiar, but it's not always beneficial. Paul wrote to the church in Corinth and he said to them, there are things that are permissible, but not all of it is beneficial. And we see this with the Israelites in the Old Testament. When they were escaping from slavery in Egypt, they thought they were going to go down a familiar road. They thought they were going to go down the road of the Philistine country, which is what people normally, the road that they would normally take. But in Exodus chapter 13, verse 17, we read that God did not lead them through the road of the Philistine country, though that was shorter. For God said, if they face war, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. In other words, if the Israelites had have walked down the road that was familiar that everyone else would take, it could very easily lead them back into slavery, lead them back into their old way of living. And how easy is it for us as a people to go back into our old way of living, to walk down roads of the past and to do the same things that we have always done. In fact, we can have a similar mindset when it comes to our relationship with God. We expect him to move in the exact same way he has in the past. We do this with revival. We look at the revivals of the past and we say that's exactly how God is going to move, but he may not. Revivals may look completely different to what has been. Or we get so familiar with church that we keep doing the same thing we have done for years and then we're surprised that God's not showing up in a fresh and new way. Or maybe for you, it's your business or your personal life. Maybe you're looking for God to move in the exact same way he has in the past or to answer a prayer the way he has in previous seasons. But God is saying today, it is time to go down a new road. I want to show you a new path, a path that no one has ever walked before. The Israelites walked down a path where no one had ever been before. Psalm 77 describes it as a pathway no one even knew was there. It was a road that was completely unexpected. And how many times in our life does God take us down roads and through seasons that we don't expect? I think if we were honest with ourselves today, we all have certain expectations of how our life is meant to look. You know, we expect to meet someone at this time or we want to move into this house in this suburb or we're going to retire at this time. Our children should behave this way or we have this whole plan and we do everything we can to make it like this. We control it so much to the point where we're creating our own roads and our our own paths And we end up dismissing things that might not meet our expectations. But if I could say this to you today, don't let your expectations keep you from what God is wanting you to experience. Don't let your expectations hinder all that God has for you. God is wanting you to experience something new. He is wanting you to experience something that might not be in your well-constructed plan. It might not be an experience of the past. In fact, it might just be like Joshua, where God says, you have not been this way before. Joshua was about to take possession of the land of Canaan and God said to him, you have not traveled this way before. This is a new road for you to walk on. You see, new roads and especially new territory doesn't always look how we expect it to. When the Israelites escaped from Egypt, they expected God to lead them down a particular road. But instead, the Bible says that God led the people around the desert road toward the Red Sea. 
This is not what they were expecting. In fact, when the Israelites got to the Red Sea, they looked around and said, this is not a road. This is not a path. This is a dead end. We're trapped. The Egyptians are chasing behind us. They're going to be here any minute now. We're going to die. And these panics and these whispers started to turn into shouts. And they were saying, Moses, what is going on? Did God lead us here to die? Did he lead us to a dead end? We may as well go back to Egypt. This is not what they were expecting. And for us today, as we embark on new experiences and new adventures, we need to know that there are going to be times where we may face a similar challenge, where we may face a Red Sea moment, moments where we feel like there is no way out, moments that seem to look like a dead end and there's no way forward. For you, this may look like a breakup. For others, it may look like a business hanging by a thread or maybe you didn't get the job you applied for or you're even struggling with your physical health. But if I could repeat that old famous quote that says it's always darkest before the dawn. It is always darkest before the dawn. As the Israelites were standing on that shore, as they were ready to give up, as they were ready to just cave in and be like, that is it, we're going to die. There is no hope. God parted that Red Sea right before their eyes and every single Israelite, all 1.6 million of them crossed over to the other side. God had created a brand new road for them to walk on. And not only was this road, not only did this new road lead to the miraculous and supernatural power of God. Not only did this new road lead their enemies, the Egyptians, to drown in the Red Sea, but this new road led them towards the promised land, towards the land that God had promised them. The next time you encounter a Red Sea moment, I want you to remind yourself that this situation may be an opportunity for God to reveal His supernatural and miraculous power. This situation will be a situation where God uses it to drown out your enemies for what the enemy means for evil, God means for good. And this very situation might be the thing that leads you and brings you into the promises of God. If you're going to hear one thing today, then please hear this. New roads lead to the promises of God. When God lays out a road before you, you can be sure that He will lead you to His promise. When Noah began to build an ark, this was a new road. No one walked down this road before. There wasn't a drop of rain in sight, but he chose to obey the voice of God. And then one day it started to rain. And then it started to pour. And because of the ark, every single one of Noah's family was saved from the flood. They received salvation, the promise of God. When God asked Abraham to pick up everything and move to a foreign place, this was a new road. He and his family had not been down this path before, but they followed where God was taking them. And because of this, Abraham received the promise of becoming a father to a multitude of nations. Samuel took a new road when he went to the house of Jesse and anointed David as king. This king wasn't like the kings of the past. He was young and he was ruddy in appearance, but Samuel chose to embark on the new and therefore Israel received their promised king. Naaman, the commander of the Syrian army who was suffering leprosy, took a new road when he listened to the prophet Elisha and he went and washed in the Jordan seven times. Soon as he came up out of the water, he received God's promise of healing. When the angel of God asked Gideon to fight the entire Midianite army with only 300 men, this was a new road. But Gideon listened to the angel and he defeated the Midianites and they received the promise of victory. 
Even on a personal note, when Jackson and I decided to take a new road and move to Canberra, we have seen promise after promise fulfilled from ministry to new jobs to uh, conceiving a little baby boy. I am telling you that new roads lead to the promises of God. They lead to increase. Whatever this last year has looked like for you, whatever the past has been, I believe today that God is leading you down a new road. He is doing a new thing and He is wanting to bring increase into your life. Isaiah 54 verse 2 to 3 says, Increase is coming. So enlarge your tent and add your extensions to your dwelling. Hold nothing back. Make the tent ropes longer and the pegs stronger. You will increase and spread out in every direction. Your sons and daughters will conquer nations and revitalize desolate cities. Church, increase is coming. The promises of God are coming. The dreams that are in your heart, God wants to bring to fruition, but we must be willing to step into new territory. We must be willing to go down new roads, not the roads that are comfortable, not the roads that are familiar and the roads of the past, but a new road. After the Magi followed the star of the East and they finally arrived in Bethlehem, They walked into that house, they saw the child and his mother Mary and they spent time in the presence of Jesus. You see, when the Magi encountered the presence of God, when they saw the promised Messiah, when they looked into the eyes of the author and the perfecter of their faith, their lives were changed. They couldn't go back down that same road. They couldn't go back down that road to Herod. They had to take a new road, a new path. They knew that their life needed to change direction. And so they went back to their country by another road, a new road. Can I encourage you just like the Magi, spend time in the presence of Jesus. This year, take time to spend with God. Take time to enter His throne room of grace because when we encounter the power and the presence of our Saviour, our lives are never the same again. We are forever changed. No longer do we look to the past, but we look to what is ahead. For it is written, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love Him. It is written, we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good works He has prepared in advance for us to do. It is written, behold, I am doing a new thing. Do you not perceive it? The former things have come to pass. The new things I now declare. I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put in you. And he who is seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. Today isn't just the mark of a new year for us as a church. It is the mark of a new road, a new road that God is laying out before us, new opportunities, new vision, new initiatives, new destinies, new encounters, new dreams. Let's make a decision to embrace all that God is going to do in the days ahead as we embark on a new road for a new year. You know, today maybe you're joining us and you've never encountered the presence of this Messiah. You've never encountered the presence of God. You don't know who Jesus is. Can I tell you today, Jesus knows who you are and He loves you so much that He left heaven and He came to this earth to embark on a new road that led Him straight to a cross. And on that cross, He laid His life down for you. He took your sin, 
He took my sin. He bore the consequence of our mistakes and our failures and our shame. And he was buried in the grave. And three days later, he resurrected, defeating sin, Satan and death, enabling each and every one of us to be able to walk on a new road in a relationship with God, a new road that leads to eternal life. The Bible says that in Christ, in other words, when we put our faith in Jesus, we are a new creation. The old has gone and the new has come. And so today I want to invite you to join with me on this new road, to put your faith in Jesus and discover that along this road, you will find purpose and meaning and hope and a calling and healing. God has so much in store for you. 